Just a couple things I want to just talk about. God is pouring out his spirit on the earth right now. How many know we, we you know, <laughs> was Danny speaking about this being out of context? Yeah, Peter's prophecy being out of context. But I'm going to tell you it's in context for right now. Amen. It was in context for then. Sorry, Danny, I love you. But I understood his point. Because they're pulling... We're pulling scriptures. So we're pulling prophecies. We're going to threefold court on this prophecy, right, for the end times, right? Acts chapter 2. We're just going to read a couple verses, okay? Just go right to verse 17. It said, and shall com come to pass in the last days that God will pour out. It said that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. And all my men servants and all my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. We're living in those days. And they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heaven above. And I will show signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapors of smoke. I just want to stop there for a minute. Blood and fire and vapors of smoke. And I'm not about to speak about judgment. I'm about to talk about the moves of God that just, I believe that the Lord was prophesying about. Yes, there will be things in the earth that will look like judgment, but to the children of God and the children of, of, of Jesus, the sons of God, they will be what? It'll be a good day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when he pours out his spirit, what? The blood. And this has already happened, but the blood of Jesus is the most powerful agent on the earth to transform lives. And, and you, you'll be like, wow, he's taking it totally out of context. But I'm not. I believe this, that the blood of Jesus Christ was given to release the glory of God on the earth through you and I. And that the fire of God, the fire, everyone say fire. fire. Oh, come on. Let the neighbors hear. Fire. fire. All right. That's, that's the put. That's what I was looking for. The fire of God, the fire of his presence is going to be poured out in the last days. Now, we saw a baptism of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, but I believe that there are days coming ahead where we'll see fire being poured out in the presence, and it's here to purify the church, the sons, look, the sons of Levi. Oh, you're going to say, everyone got quiet. The sons of Levi, because there's a purging that's taking place in the church, because the Bible says that judgment comes first. Where? Where? I'm just making sure you know. And it's okay because you just say, come on, get me, Jesus. Lord, I desire your fire to come into my life. I desire the fire of your presence to purge me, to cleanse me, to turn me into another man and a woman. That's what we should desire. And the blood of Jesus already caused you to be righteous, so don't, it won't hurt at all. Come on. Come on, the blood of Jesus has already caused you to be in a position where you can receive and you can handle the fire of God. You can receive it. 
And I'm telling you, there has to be a purging that is going to take place in every one of us. Listen, I don't know about you, but I've been in this thing for a long time. And some of the things that we shared during the conference, I was like, Jesus, I need to fast and pray. Like, no, I don't need to get to gain, but I'm like, Lord, you need to kill me good. Because I believe what they said was true. I believe what Joshua said. No, you may not think you don't need it now, but some, at some point we're going to need to learn how to move by the Spirit without transportation. You know, the crazy thing was, this week, I forgot to tell you this. This is a testimony. Those shorts, I, I, they were gone. They showed up back in my drawer. I was, as I was packing for Florida, I'm like, I wish I had those gray shorts. You know, they're nothing. They're just like... Under Armour, golf shorts, but I like them. They feel nice. And I, lo I, 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 I lost them. They were gone. They were in Florida, you know, and they came back from Florida and came back to New England. No, that's what I believe. Because I didn't, I went through my laundry diligently. I'm like, where are those shorts? I found my beige ones, but I couldn't find the gray ones. No joke. This week, I go back in and I'm like, my shorts. Because I was, I was literally thinking, I wish I had those gray shorts. And so how many believe me? Come on. I'm telling you, and so we're thinking that's silly, but God knows the desire of our hearts. He knows what we want. He knows what the desire. He knows the little things that we really like. I was fond of those shorts, and he gave them back to me. Could have been a knife. I don't know. You know, Bobby Connor told a story. He lost his knife somewhere. He thought he left it. It was, could have been in Australia for all I know. But he said, the Lord said, why don't you just call it back? He said, I want my knife back. And it appeared in front of him and dropped on the bed. That's translation, guys. And I say those things to say, wow. But I remember a time that we were all coming out of a revival meeting. And we were coming back from Natick. And it wasn't a 20-minute ride. It was like a 50-minute ride. And we got home. <laughs> I was completely drunk when I got in the car. I promise. It wasn't on alcohol. I was completely drunk in the spirit. Literally, I was hit. And I'm like, I don't know if I should be driving. And we were all laughing. The kids were just laughing at us because me and my wife were bombed. And we got home and like, boom, half the time. Come on, I'm stretching people right away. My friend came in here from, from, from Gloucester, and he's like, <laughs> okay, where is he going today? I'm telling you, God is about to purge everything that needs to be purged. Amen? And so then I, I just felt like the Lord was saying, the smoke. And here's what we have to ask God. And I know we preach about the fire of God in this church, and we want the fire of God in this church. And believe me, when I, every time I pray for the fire, I'd say, why did I pray for the fire? <laughs> but God wants to hit us with the fire. He wants to purge, and he wants to change, and he wants to because fire transforms you. And when fire transforms you, you begin to walk in the glory in a new place. And I believe that the Holy Spirit wants us to do these things so that we can snap into a a reality that we think is a far off, but it's not. It's right here. And it's always been right here. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hebrews 9 and verse 24 says, For he did not enter into the holy place made with hands or human hands. 
which was only a copy of the true one in heaven. He entered into heaven itself to appear now before God on our behalf. Where are you going? I'm going with him to appear before God because he already did it on my behalf. I don't know where you're going, but today I have to encourage this, this whole crew and those that are online that hold the Holy Spirit, the glory of the Father, the glory of Jesus is wanting to draw us into a new place in him. And it's a place that we've not discovered. It's always been there. Are you with me? I'm going to kind of jump piggyback off of some of the things that I said last week. So go to John 17. I'll pick up there because I feel like the, there is a unity that we have to walk in. I feel like the Lord kept going back to that this week, that we have to be of one mind and one heart. The Bible says when the Holy Spirit fell in the, in the upper room, they were of one mind and they were of one heart. They were steadfast. So the book of Acts, that's how they, that's how they functioned. Let's just not say ministry. That's how they functioned in the Spirit, by the Spirit. Because if I, if I put the label of ministry, everyone wants to be in ministry. Some don't. But I feel like there's like some higher echelon when I get into the ministry, no, no, you're in the ministry. The whole idea of, of Ephesians chapter 4 is that the fivefold ministry gets you ready to step into the fullness of ministry, and that's the ministry of the saints, which is the greatest ministry, which is the end time ministry, which is supposed to cause the, the, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. But the problem is we're, we're functioning on like two or three gifts, and we're not functioning on the fullness of any gift or the five under one roof. That's usually how it's going. And that means healthy. <laughs> healthy, functional, not, not, not dysfunctional. There's plenty of dysfunctional ministry. I know none of you have been in a dysfunctional church. But the, whole, the, Lord, the Lord is saying, like, listen, I want to bring functionality to the body of Christ so that it's fully functioning on all pistons, in every gift, and, in, in the, and it has mobility and trans. You can move in and out of the places that God wants you to move. You know, special forces, they move because they are in one, one accord. They train together. They learn together. And I don't even want to make it like warfare because I feel like once we're in the glory and once we're walking in the fullness of the glory, once we're walking in the fullness of the glory, I should say, right, that you'll know because what happens is we become one with each other. And that whole bodies will just move and function in the fullness of Jesus Christ to bring a harvest. Come on, you don't have to have an evangelistic event. It's just functioning in the church. Are you all right? Because there, there's going to be, the whole idea is that the evangelist, the prophet, the teacher, the apostle, who did I miss? The pastor. Yeah. That they work themselves out of a job 
That's the idea. That's what, that's what I believe the Holy Spirit has in mind. And yes, it's about reproducing and coming into a full function in the body. But there's, there's some things that I feel like the Lord wants to share with us today that's going to break open some things so that we have greater understanding, so that we walk in the fullness of, of God. And so did I tell you John chapter 17 already and I haven't turned there myself. John chapter 17. Verse 20. It says, I do not pray for these alone, but I also pray for those who will believe in me through their word. Right? So he's already, he's already prophesying over the disciples that there's going to be a functionality, and I'm praying right now that they come into perfect unity with me and that those that, that come, that are birthed out of them, the multiplication that happens out of these disciples is going to just multiply and they will be with me just like they're with me. Are you hearing me? So those who believe in me through their words, that they may all be as one. That they may all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. And that they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that you sent me. How is the world going to believe that Jesus Christ was sent in fullness? There's going to be a, a unity. And it's, I, I said it last week. It's not going to be a, a unity meeting. It's not going to be... Uh, you know, all-inclusive. It's not going to be coexistent. It's none of that. It's going to be the fullness of Jesus Christ living and functioning through every believer. Why? Because you're in divine union with the Lord. What does divine union with the Lord look like? It looks like he's in you and you're in him. And it looks like the same thing that he prayed. He said, Father, I pray that they are in me that just like I'm in you. And the Bible says that, that Jesus was the full. He was the full. He didn't lack one thing. He was the full representation of God on the earth. And so God is calling the church, you, everyone here. How many of the, how many of the church? <laughs> Let me just make sure you're all awake. That the full function of Jesus Christ was, is moving inside of you, is functioning inside of you. And that you become one. Everyone say one with the Father. One with Jesus. One with the Holy Spirit and one with one another. <laughs> what does that look like? What's that going to look like? That the world may believe that you sent me. So that means when the function of the fullness of the glory, ready? It says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them. That's the glory. That's the fullness. That's the, 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 the shining forth. That's the functioning and the glory that Jesus had shall burn inside of you. It's the glory. Guess what? Jesus didn't walk in warfare. Some of you don't believe me. That's okay. Jesus said a word and he cast out a devil. There's no war. 
There's no war. When God's inside of you, there's no war. I know I was talking about Navy SEALs moving in unity. That sounds like war. But I'm telling you, when you are fully functioning with the Navy SEAL Corps of three inside of you, then you will function as one that has authority that can take out any enemy. Are you with me? There has to be a mindset in your heart. Ready? Mindsets. That God fully expressing himself through me will take care of all the things that I, I really don't know I, I have authority over. You miss me. Most of us don't realize that we have full authority and we don't walk in it because we don't believe it. And so your life is going to be come the, with the fullness of Jesus and the glory of Christ inside of you. You'll wake up to the fact that his divine nature is flowing through you and you walk in all authority. Over all sickness. Over all disease. Over every demon. There's not, and you don't have to fight principalities and powers because you were never called to do that. Because Jesus already took care of those things by making them, what? Null and void because of the cross. It's by his display of the glory of God through the, the cross and the blood of Jesus Christ that he triumphed over every enemy. Past tense. Done. Hello. You all right? Okay. I believe you. That they may be perfect. They may be made perfect in one. That means mature. We talked about that last week. That the world may know that you have sent me and you have loved them as you have loved me. Ready? Verse 24, because I, I don't think I went here. Father, I desire. This is a soup. This is like, this is like one of the greatest prayers in the scripture, I believe, that John begins to speak. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am. May be with me where I am. May be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory that you have given me. For you have loved me before what? The foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you. And these have known you, have known that you sent me, excuse me, and I have declared to them your name and will declare it, that the love which you love me may be in them and I in them. So what type of dwelling place is the Lord? Because there's something that pours out of Jesus and is given to us that he wants us to fully step into, and that's every person in this room. It's not just someone up here. It's not that someone that just operates in the supernatural. Look at me. You're a supernatural being. You've been created to walk in the supernatural. The problem is the church dumbs it down so that everyone else can work in, work in the supernatural, but no, nope, nope. If it's a demon. If someone's moving in like crazy realms in the glory, they, they call it demonic. You listening? 
And God wants to baptize the church with a fresh mindset that we walk in the fullness of God. And I love the prophetic and I love signs and wonders. And God wants to bring his fire to purge out every mindset that holds us back from stepping into the fullness. And some of us need to just repent of our mindsets. It's okay. I have to repent of a mindset. I had to repent in my heart over here multiple times that weekend because I look and I'm going, not because of Joshua or because of David or because of Steve. It's not because of a person. It's because Jesus is manifesting in a way. And I say, God, I want that. I desire that. I'm hungry for that. And he said, just like the key, go after it. Just like a, the physical key, that physical key right there that we turned up strategically at the right time. He said, just like you went after that, just like you went after the building, you go after these things in my name. And I say that to everyone else in the room. Get a fire underneath your feet. Not that you're going to strive to find anything. The Lord wants to bring you into this beautiful journey with him. But you have to have the desire. And you have to talk to yourself sometimes. Some of us have to just talk to ourselves. You know, Paul said that, you know, Paul said, you, you, they thought I was out of my mind. I was beside myself. He literally was beside himself. What type of dwelling place? John 14, 1 through 4 says this, let not your hearts be troubled, believe in God. You know the scripture, you don't have to turn there, just write it down. In my Father's house, there are many what? Mansions or dwellings. If it were not so, I wouldn't tell you. So Jesus doesn't lie to you. The Lord never lies. The Lord is full of truth and glory. That's what John 1, 1 says. And when glory <laughs> and truth kiss, something happens. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I prepare, and if I go, I prepare a place for you. I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, you may be also. Now let me just put this in context. Ready? Let's not take it out of context. He's alive on the earth and he's praying a prayer. And he goes what? To the cross, spills his blood, tears open away. The, the Bible says that the, that the veil was ripped from the top to the bottom as a sign. And then the dead were walking on the earth. The saints of old. Hopefully they didn't look like something from, you know, walking dead or something. But you, it's true. Look at me, it's true. That dead people came out of the tombs, out of the sepulchers, opened the doors and said, what's going on? That means the king of glory came and died. When he died, it ripped and broke the power of death. And so the power of death inside of you is broken, to be honest. I don't care how your body feels right now. Tell me, as I've been laying in Florida, nice sunny hot weather, feeling like trash. No, my body. Right? Should have been out in the sun at a pool. I can't handle it. Come on, I'm good now. 
And I don't care what, the, what you look like, what the symptoms are. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what your financial needs are. I don't care what it looks like. The glory of God is here to come and touch those things in your life. The problem is we don't cooperate with the Holy Spirit half the time. I believe this. I believe this with all my heart. That when we hear from heaven, we get the patterns from heaven, and the fire comes and touches us and purges all of our messed up theology and breaks it down and, and just renews it. Everyone say renew. Renew my theology. Yeah, my belief of God, what I believe who God is and what he does and what he can do. And I'm saying this, and I know there's people in this room that have severe physical ailments that need healing. And just because the Lord hasn't done it yet doesn't mean that he won't. That's just how I feel. I don't care if I don't see it in the physical. I don't care if I don't touch it right here, right now. But some point we're going to believe. I've got a friend. I've still got his stuff here. Wait a second. He needs healing. He's got paralysis. Some of us fight the same thing over and over in our minds, and God is dominant over those things, but we don't give him the key to open up our, our hearts and say, come in. Just come in. Just come in and take over. No, because we try and we, we, we all do it. We go back to the same trough and begin to eat out of it, and God said, why are you going there again? I have the words of life. finish the scripture no I did it says and I go and prepare a place for you Jesus is preparing a place for you to come every day he's got a place for you to visit I'm going to go mystical with it he's got a place outside your natural understanding to bring you to to speak you to you or He'll step out of eternity and come and speak to you. The problem is how we think. The problem is what we believe. All we have to do is say, God, I'm asking you to come. I'm asking you to show up. I'm asking you to violate my rights. To complain and murmur and to look at things from a, a natural point of view. He's going to break it if we ask him. So what are we beholding? John 17, back to John 17, verse 3 through 5. What am I beholding? What realm of glory am I beholding? And Jesus says this. He says, I glorified you on earth. And I have finished the work you have given me to do. Now, oh Father, glorify together. Glorify me together with yourself. That the glory which I had with you before the world was. Are you all right? I want you to just step into something with me. Now I have glorified you on the earth. Everyone say, I have finished the work. I have finished the work. See, actually he had finished the work. 
<laughs> he hadn't gone to the cross yet right here, but he had finished the work. Because the Bible says that the lamb was slain from the where? Foundations. So where is that? That was before. That means he stepped out of eternity to step into something that he was about to do at that The Bible says that in the fullness of time, Jesus appeared. So the cross was something that already happened that God hadn't fully revealed yet. Come on. Come on. But it was already inactive. It was already activated. That's why David was able to like be this man after God's own heart. It's just, you think about David's life. He was the only one. You look at that. That he was able to go back to the Lord and find this place of, of bliss. I wonder if King David resurrected. That was just a fleeting thought. We'll kill it. Think about it later. I don't know. They all could have been showing up. We know Elijah was gone. I'll just let you think about that for a bit. I've finished the work which you've given me to do. Right? His mission was over because he knew. Because at the end of this whole prayer, at the end of this prayer for unity, at the end of this prayer for glory for the, bo for the body, all of a sudden they come storming in and take him. It was already done. It was already in motion. There was no stopping what was about to happen. And I'm telling you, everyone in this room, God already set things in motion in your life. And there's things that are already prepared for you that are open and ready to be revealed to you. But you just have to step into those places and begin to find them. So there's a realm. He said, oh, oh, Father, glorify me together with yourself. That the glory which I had with you before the world was. What is that? I started thinking Genesis chapter 1. That the word of God began to create things. His voice. We can't even go there right now. But there's a realm that Jesus desired for his church to live from. And can I tell you, it's not ordinary. He never desired for you to live in the ordinary. He didn't desire for you to live without power. As a matter of fact, he, he invites you into an entirely supernatural world that the only way to describe it is otherworldly. It doesn't look like anything you see right here, right now. And you'll leave here and you'll go to your, your house and I'll do the same and we'll think about things that are on this carnal line. We'll just go back into, you know, binge watch something, whatever. But I'm telling you, God is calling the church to a higher place. And where, where God wants to bring us is higher 
there's something more. And it's full of mystery and discovery. And the problem is, ready? When he says, I'm the children, my children are for signs and wonders. That means you were created for signs and wonders. Not just so that we could get all goofy and do weird stuff and see different crazy phenomenons. Listen, Lisa was talking about the green uh, rainbow that's around the throne, the emerald green rainbow. I remember when Joshua was here, my whole Bible was covered with emerald green dust. And I'm like, God, what is it? That you want us to step into. And, it's, and listen, there is such strength. Can I, let's just put all the goofy stuff away. Which I'm all for. Let, let my hands be filled with oil. Let the feathers come. But it's all a sign to bring you to some place. And that's the Lord. It's all something that, that is designed to bring you to a place with God where you believe for more. And that you function in a realm that is not your own. The problem is we want to, we think we're the answer and God's the answer. I miss that. You miss that. Some will miss that. We think we're the answer. Jesus was all about hiding and hiddenness. Oh, that got quiet. Why? Jesus was about hiding, humble, humility. But we want to be seen and we want to be heard. Most of the reason I have the microphone is because I never wanted it. <laughs> I'll say that with, with confidence. I didn't want it. Ooh, y'all are getting like weird on me. Why? I feel it in the room. It's like all of a sudden there's like, what's he going to say next? He has so much more for us. And listen, I'm, I'll just tell you, you know, God wants us to be, in, he wants us to encounter him. And I can tell you over and over and over, every time he's shown up, like, strangely, can I just say that? Supernaturally, in a physical form with me, most of the times I'm not, I'm not in a mood. No, I'll just say that. Because most, one time specifically, I was like talking to myself. Wow, wow, wow. I was annoyed. And he just <laughs> takes over the room. Now, not that it didn't come through my pursuit in, pers in past times and being hungry for the presence of God. He knows, I want, he knows what I want, he knows what I need, and he knows when I need it. And he knows what you need, and he knows when you need it. Doesn't he always show up at the perfect time? He always shows up when you're like, I'm done, God. I'm so done. I know. And he also shows up when you're like in that place of like peace and presence. And he wants to just show himself and show his glory to you. So Isaiah 25 says this, and in this mountain, verse 6, 
The Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, feast of wines and leaves and fat things. What did I say about fatness? Fatness is where the oil is. Fatness is where the anointing is. I'm telling you, when he comes to barbecue you, there's going to be some fat burning. Come on. Let's have a barbecue. How many want the barbecue? Wave your hand like this because you just don't care. Come on. <laughs> Come on, somebody. you got to want to get barbecued by the Lord. And guess what? You're the living sacrifice. That's how it should be. Help me out. So, I, so here's what he has. He has what? Choice pieces. He's got good stuff for me. He's got feasts of wine. He's got the good wine. He saved the best wine for last. Get ready. And you should be full of joy and laughter and not, oh. He'll be coming in the sweet by and by. No. No, he'll be coming when you're full of glory and joy. He'll be showing up. And fat things, full of marrow. Come on. The juicy goodness of God. This is what he has for you. You just don't know it. You just don't know it. And well-refined wines in lead. So that means he not just give you, he's just going to give you the, he's going to give you the good wine, but then he's bringing better wine after. So the last day outpouring, it's fine wine. <laughs> oh, I liked what Jeremy said. Serious joy. <laughs> it's serious joy. God sits in the heavens and laughs. And I say all this, ready? We're going to go on. We're gonna, I'm going to bring you in, okay? Here we go. Two more scriptures. And I'll land the plane. Psalm 24. Because I feel like this keeps popping up over and 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 over again. But it says in verse 1, it says, The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. How many agree with that? Okay, making sure you're awake. The Lord and those who dwell in. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. He's founded it upon the seas and established it on the water. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Or who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart and has not lifted his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully. And so how do we live in the glory of Jesus? Look at your neighbor and say, take out the trash. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. How do I live in the glory of God? I got to take the trash out daily. No, really. Every one of us has to take the trash out daily. And when I take the trash out daily, guess what? I have clean hands and pure heart. And I don't lift my soul to the falsehoods that I believed yesterday. Oh, God, you didn't work it out yesterday, so I'm here again. 
because it didn't work out. But you didn't do me right. No, you can't live like that with the Lord because here's the deal. He's going to give you the things. It's his desire to give you good gifts. It's his desire to flow. And, but we also have this American man mentality that we want the magical thing to happen right away. We want it to happen instantly. And the most, thing, most of the things I see in the kingdom don't happen instantly. It comes from your faithfulness. It comes from me asking the Lord, come, purge my heart. Ready, we'll just go to it. So not only cleansing what we know that's not pleasing to the Lord, but we also are repenting of our religious beliefs that hinder the Lord from appearing in a tangible way to us. The Lord's coming. Go to Malachi 3. And we're gonna have a we're gonna have a barbecue. Malachi three, because here's 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 where he wants to bring us. Malachi three. Behold, I send my messenger. Ready? It's it's actually the ministry of John the Baptist, but it's also the ministry of Jesus. Is that he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly, everyone say suddenly, come to this temple. Tell him, invite him. Lord, will you come suddenly to this temple? Will you show up and come into this temple and reveal yourself and begin to bring your flame? I thank you for your blood. And I thank you for the fire. And I thank you, Father, for the smoke. Oh, ho, ho, the glory comes during the barbecue. When my, when my flesh is smoking and my spirit man's rising. Come on. Come on, this is what the Lord wants to do. Even the messenger of the covenant. <laughs> Who's the messenger of the covenant? In whom you delight. Behold, he's coming, says the Lord of hosts. And who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? There you go. There's theology for falling out. Unless you're my friend Aaron. And you all got to stand up anointing. Just receive, just receive, just receive. Who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and a launderer's soap. And he will sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. He will. Everyone say he will. He will purify. He will purify the sons of Levi. Oh, and let me hear the royal priesthood in the house. Everyone's a royal priesthood in this place. And purge them as gold and silver that they may be offered to the Lord. An offering of righteousness. And so what is the Lord looking for? Tonight, what's he looking for? Every day he's looking for you to take out the trash. 
Every day he's looking for you to come and lay on the altar. Come on, I have to remind us of this. I have to remind myself of this. That, listen, every time I think that I know how God wants to move, I have to, I have to go before the Lord and say, God, what are you doing right now? You may not be doing what you did yesterday. So I can't put you in the box that I had yesterday. And last week was good. We had a conference and your presence was overwhelming. But this week we need something fresh and new. And so God, what are you doing? And so I lay my body across. In, the, in my mind and in the natural, come on. I just give myself to the Lord. And say, God, would you come here and take this, I give my body as a living sacrifice. I give myself as a living sacrifice to you so that you can dictate what I need right now. And you can speak to me what I need to do in the next days ahead. Because it can't just be all about what I need and my needs. It has to be about God, what is your ultimate plan in the earth? And here's the problem. The church has been so inward, especially the Western church, was so inward, was so selfish, was so looking for like, bless me. Can you, can you just tickle my ear a little more, God? I need to hear the blessing thing. And, and he will bless you. Listen to me. He wants to bless you. But he's looking for a people. He's looking for a glorious church that is without spot and without wrinkle and that it's totally pure. And we are the sons of Levi that have to ask, God, will you come and purge me? Will you show yourself to me? Will you begin to, in, will you begin to show yourself in fullness? We having a fashion show back there? What's going on? He will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. I'm telling you, in the last days, he's going to pour out his, all, his spirit on all flesh. Everyone say, I'm the flesh he wants to pour out on. Yeah, he's going to pour out on flesh. So that means I have to ask the Lord, Lord, I want to take this flesh and I want to be able to receive the prophetic utterance that you spoke in Joel chapter 2, in Acts chapter 2, when you said the smoke is coming and the glory is coming. The blood, the blood of Jesus. Come on, let's stand. I want him to suddenly come to your temple today. I desire that he would suddenly come to your temple today. I desire that he would suddenly come to my temple. Are you not, do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you not know that you're the temple? Did Alicia speak about it before? building being put together functioning together God wants to bring a body of believers together that are fully given over that my life will be purged in the presence of God
There's a glory that's coming that Jesus gives us the invitation to. It's the glory of his presence. It's the glory of union with the Lord. Come on, just lift your hands to heaven. Just begin to pray. Just begin to ask him, Lord, I'm giving myself completely over. I'm allowing myself to be completely given over.